This and Better Health 200 edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back and their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contest is underway. $14 million up for grabs. Get all the details right now at CircaSports.com. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Once again, talking racing things, it is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Of course, we know that there are two series in action this weekend in New Hampshire. Of course, it is the Cup and the Xfinity so today, we're here to talk about what else but the Xfinity Series. We're going to cover the Am Better Health 200 from the New Hampshire Motor Speedway in Loudoun, New Hampshire. Never been to Loudoun, New Hampshire. I've been to Nashua. I've been to, I don't remember what other city in New Hampshire. I, I'm pretty sure there's only four cities in New Hampshire, and I think I've been to one of them. So <laughs> I was going to say, is it's, it's not a very big state. I don't know if they have a ton there anyway. <laughs> no, yeah. I, and, and if you're from New Hampshire, I apologize. You probably know how small your state is. Listen, I'm from the one of the biggest states in the in the union, so I'm just saying, like, one of yeah. one of my counties not. is is as big as that state. So I'm from a decent sized state, but there's really only two cities here, anyways. So. <laughs> oh, that's true, actually. No <laughs> lies there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Cody, it is going to be a fun weekend. Short flat track again. Uh, that little one miler that we got going on in New Hampshire, much much more confined than the road course that we were at, and of course our uh, mile and a half super speedway in Atlanta, but. Back to normal, right? I guess, maybe. I yeah, know. that's what they say, right? Back to normal. But I, I mean, no. Like we talked about yesterday on the Cup Series show, it, it is a much more normal, quote-unquote, race. Whereas we've had Atlanta last week, which is a super speedway. We saw the chaos there. The week before was Chicago. Talk about chaos, especially the Xfinity race. I mean, nobody saw a not even getting to official race being called official. And they pull out a rule that's never been used before. Like... Uh, you know, it's so and and we kind of expected things to be weird and things we didn't expect to see, and that's what happened was things we didn't expect to see. So we were kind of right there. But back to a more normal week should be a little easier to handicap a week like this. Uh, again, the competition has been really, really good in the Xfinity series this year, in the Cup series, in the trial. I mean, it's been good everywhere, really. But in the Xfinity series, it, it has been really good. Uh, but you know, I, I think that there's quite a few things and trends that are standing, starting to stand out. We're far enough into the season now, and I think this is why we've been hitting again the last couple of weeks. R hard to judge, right? And we we preface that going in, but we've kind of been hitting our stride overall as far as being able to hit more things because we've got a good sample size. I think we're 17 races into the Xfinity Series season now, 
it's a good sample size to see what guys can do, who's got what, where we're at on different track types. We've had a lot of tracks lately. We talked about this in the Cup Series as well, where it's, well, this is kind of a, a one-off track, right? There's nothing to compare this to. It's hard to, to guess. Now we've got this track where we have comparable tracks in Phoenix and even Martinsville and, and in past New Hampshire races where we can look at it uh, and things should be more normal this week. Weather, likely going to be an issue. We talked about that yesterday as well, um, but be prepared, right? They might end up on the wet weather tires. Remember, they're wet weather tires, not rain tires. They're not going to race in a full rainstorm on the oval, but uh, it's been flash floods all over the East Coast. It's been lots of rain. It's amazing the amount of rain we've gotten here in the Midwest, like from drought conditions everywhere to just nonstop rain everywhere, it seems like, but uh, which is good. We need it and all that fun stuff. But if we could avoid the racetracks, it would be nice. But be prepared for that to, to throw wrinkles into this and, and strategy could come into play. Things could get changed up a lot from that. But I still think you approach this as a normal, you know, what, what happens if this is run on sun Saturday? and it's completely dry and they get the full distance in and you just go with that. And then if the wet weather throws wrenches into things, that's just part of, of what can happen and, and why they play the game or, or run the race. Right. Yeah. And so for Friday, it's practice and qualifying on Friday for Xfinity. That is a 80 degree, but that lightning bolt is there. When I click on it, there are rain showers. It's a 66% or wait, was it 40% chance of rain uh, at about 10 o'clock, 36, 49 in that afternoon area. Doesn't look like it's going to get much higher than 78, but that's Friday qualifying. So if qualifying's rained out, probably end up going to that metric, right? So we're talking about, we're having to, to look at the order of, of points and all that stuff. DFS, okay. Racing-wise, probably not that much of it. Saturday, though, 86 and partly cloudy. So they're probably going to get this race in. There's only about a 20% chance, Rod 13%. Rod the weather, man. <laughs> hey, I'm just reading what's on the page, man. I'm just saying that this is what they're going to have. This is what they're going to do. So I don't know. I, I, and it may not happen. It may happen. I'm hoping that neither day has any sort of rain whatsoever and we can get full qualifying in and we can get a full day of racing in because damn it all. I'm so tired of seeing races shortened because of yeah. weather. Yeah, exactly. And it's been something that's plagued us here lately. Unfortunately, it's just part of how it goes. And, and Racing is different than, than other sports, right? You can play a football game in the rain. You can play a baseball game in the rain. To to only certain degrees can you actually race in the rain on oval tracks, and they're getting better as far as having this wet weather stuff. So if it does rain, they'll be able to start earlier without having to get the track completely dry and, and all of that stuff. So, again, part of the game, part of how it goes, but we're not going to factor that in too much. If you want to go with some longer shot stuff and really – I'll probably make that case, right? Where there's certain guys that can set themselves up in that type of position, in that scenario, and maybe you throw a little something on somebody at a longer shot because they're going to be more apt to pull off the uh, the strategy or or make things work like that. And uh, something to think about, but definitely not gonna gonna weigh in for the most part as far as most of our bets go. It won't, but I will tell you one thing that Circus Sports is giving away $14 million in guaranteed prizes. If I won that kind of money, I would throw a dome around the New Hampshire Motor Speedway. We wouldn't have to worry about the rain, and we would race no matter what. It would be a Roman uh, Coliseum-esque type of a space. I'm just claiming it right now. $14 million that Circa is giving away. 
I would use that to put a dome around the New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor are back. $14 million, like I said, up for grabs. Circa Millions, if you want to play that, you get five NFL picks against the spread each week. And then Circa Survivor, just like any other Survivor, you pick a different Moneyline winner each week. Hope you advance to the next week. Best part about this, you enter in Vegas and you can play from anywhere in the world because it doesn't matter if you got a legal gambling state or not. You enter in Vegas, you're entered, you can play all the time. Sports Gambling Podcast, the mothership will be out there in the last week of August so you can meet Sean and Ryan if you're out there. You want more details, you know where to find them, circusports.com. That's circusports.com. Do you think New Hampshire would be happy if I put a dome around the the raceway or just the entire state i guess 14 million I mean, yeah. do it. <laughs> if you can do it around the track you just do the whole state right <laughs> uh, i mean hey it's it's a thought right uh, they they do like chili bowls and stuff like that is is in the inside i, I think there's a lot of uh, ventilation issues probably i think is the main reason we don't have uh, domes don't let colby dant from the uh, the college experience uh, shows <laughs> let know that you were considering a dome <laughs> He would uh, lose his mind. A dome for football has gone far enough. A dome for racing. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, he's probably, he doesn't like domes. He feels that football weather, much like every other sport weather, deserves to be played in the elements. So race in the rain. He's got an argument to, to be made, right? <laughs> I, I agree, too, actually. It's it's more fun to watch those guys slodge around in, in some pretty inclement weather at points. But As long as you're watching from home. <laughs> as long as you're watching from home, the safety of your own home. Um, well, of course, it is, like I said, the Am Better Health 200. It'll be 200 laps around this mile point zero five eight paved track. It is flat-ish, right? Very low banking on any any of the corners. So, again, we're in for some sliding around. We're in for some, hopefully, if the track is not too damaged from the weather, uh, some pretty good racing all the way around. Uh, and, and listen, some of these guys, the, the entry pool for this, there are, I'm seeing only one, one full-time cup driver in this, and that is uh, Austin Dillon, if I'm yep. not mistaken. Yeah, Austin Dillon is, is the main one. He's going to be in the 10 car for Colleague. Joe Graff in the 19 car. Uh, do not. Uh, the numbers are appealing. He's like 90 to 1. You're like, 90 to 1 for a Joe Gibbs car? Graff will be four laps down, three laps into this race. It's not even possible, <laughs> but he will find a way to make it happen. He is... I. I Joe Gibbs should be embarrassed that he takes this guy's money and lets him drive his cars. Like he, he is so bad. We get, we see Ryan Truex is getting this car. We see Trevor Baines get in this car and run. Trevor Bain, I think, finished second in this race last year in this car. Like, and these guys run good. And then Joe Graff gets in there, and it's just like you can really tell when a guy doesn't. I mean, sorry, Joe Graff, but doesn't have the talent. Like you're you're paying to get into an elite car. And he fucking just is horrible every time he does. So don't fall into the trap of, well, this is that fast Joe Gibbs car, and and the Joe Gibbs car should be good. He will be absolute trash. Uh, sorry to trash him like that, but facts are facts. Don't fall for it because you look at it and you're like, a Gibbs car at 90 to 1? He literally, three laps into the race, he'll be 10 laps down. He finds a way. It's it's ridiculous. But yeah. uh there are really no other crazy notables. Uh, Jeffrey Earnhardt supposed to have a full-time ride with Alpha Prime this year. Unfortunately, no funding for this weekend, so he's out. Your your boy, Greg Van Alst, is replacing him in the 45 car this weekend. Uh, 
probably not a good thing for his eight number eight car hopes if he can't find sponsorships but uh you know who knows uh anyways but yeah that's really i mean those are those are the notable ones obviously austin dylan in the 10 graph in the 19 are, are the big ones connor mozak actually is it connor in the 24 i think it yeah it is connor yeah mozak connor mozak um but yeah that's that's really all you got for for notables in this race so mostly xfinity regulars and austin dillon those are the ones you need to know about and you know it's funny because i i kept looking for pretty good bets to make on von alst i, I was like man i really i, I want to find a way to play this guy but last week would probably have been the best way to do it and unfortunately it didn't fall through for not us, on so. a track like this yeah. And, uh, yeah no not not on this track um some notables, of course, Justin Allgaier winning this race last year. <laughs> but listen, I went to go look for this guy named Christopher Bell on the odd sheet, and I couldn't find him, and I don't know why. He's won this race the last three times before Justin Allgaier in 2022, 2019, and 2018. And then some guy named Kyle Busch won in 2017 and 2016. Denny Hamlin. In tw Is this the Xfinity series, or am I looking at the Cup series? Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. That's... Uh yeah, that's why that's why I'm sort of surprised there's not more cup guys entered into this because if you look at the past winners, so granted Bell was an Xfinity guy for most of those wins, I think, but yeah, he's crazy good here. We kind of talked a little bit about him on yesterday's episode. Not too much though, because he's the problem is his odds reflect that <laughs> record, and that's yeah. what what makes it tough. But but yeah, again, just not those guys not in here, so makes a big difference. Looking at last year's results, a little fun because a couple of cars were disqualified. I think Noah Gragson, Landon Castle finished like third and fourth. They were both dis disqualified from the race. So kind of changes the results a little bit. But uh, other than that, uh, fairly, there was what, 15 lead changes between 10 different drivers in this race, too. So uh, plenty of action on the track here last year. Yeah, again, considering it's a 200-lap race, there was 15 lead changes in that. You had Allgaier leading 47, Trevor Bain le leading 17, Brandon Brown even leading 12, A.J. Allmendinger leading... Oh, I'm sorry, that was Ty Gibbs leading 49, uh, and William Byron even leading 22, Landon Castle leading 17. So you had quite a few people up there in the front swapping around. Uh, Landon Castle and Justin Allgaier at the end there uh, swapping it around too, and that's, like you said... Uh, Castle got disqualified, so it negated his finish. But, yeah, I mean, of this, listen, Cody, there was 23 drivers running at the end of this. This race had some attrition, majorly. Yeah, that's that's a lot of attrition, especially on a, again, it's not a very long race. I mean, it's 200 laps. It's only a mile track, so they're clicking off laps fairly quickly. This one will get in the books really fast, but uh, obviously, as you can see from the numbers last year, was a very very exciting race and uh again with no no big time cup guys i mean austin dillon is he'll probably run fine but i wouldn't expect him to go to go kyle bush the field or anything like that and so i think that will be in for a, a pretty pretty good race this weekend i agree i misspoke i'm sorry there was 21 cars running the other two were disqualified this <laughs> this race came in this race came in at so if you want to talk about qualified finishers there were 23 qualified yeah. finishers let's put it that way uh yeah exactly yeah that's uh Boy, I'm glad we don't have that post post race tech and F1 to throw everything else off. Tell me about it. Uh, the time of the race was two hours twenty seven minutes. Again, when we're looking at comp comparable tracks, again, I really I'm not necessarily a fan of comparable tracks. But when we look at tracks that we're going to look at, we talked about it yesterday. We will look at Phoenix for uh, a, a kind of most of our inspiration, especially here because these guys have been to Phoenix obviously earlier this season. So we kind of look back at that. 
If you want to throw Gateway in there, I know it's 1.2. That's fine. If you want to throw Martinsville in there for sort of the distance. I mean, again, it's hard to draw comparisons to a lot of these tracks because even now, like you can't say cookie cutter anymore because, you know, the miles and the mile and a halfs, they sort of still feel a little cookie cutterish. But you start talking about Dover, you start talking about Loudon, you start talking about Martinsville, Gateway. Like each of these has just their own unique little twist that makes them somewhat different. But yeah, yeah. Phoenix definitely the most comparable. It's it's also a mile. It's also flat. The layout is still different on it, but but the one you can look at the most, obviously past performance at New Hampshire as well. Uh, and then just, you know, current overall how guys are running. And, and and again, Martinsville, it's shorter, it's shaped a little different, but it is a short, flat track that we generally see trends kind of run the same along those types of races. So it, again, it's a like every week, it's a balancing game for how much you put into current stock, how much you put into past performance of the track, how much you put into how they've run on styles this year. And uh, yeah, we've cooked up some pretty good ones, I think. I'm going to compare it to the straight uh, of Chicago into turn six. I want to, that's, that's how I'm comparing this entire track. Cause it's flat. All, all three, all three green flag laps. You saw him run at that. Exactly. <laughs> I, yeah. It's flat. It's it. The, the little distance was short. So that's, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, and we'll see how that works. Probably not very well. Uh, but you know what works really well? You playing underdog fantasy. We're brought to you by underdog fantasy. Best ball mania four is here. Cody has already drafted about six million best ball teams, and he's going to continue to do so because underdog is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes that will just about recoup what Cody's put in so far to that. So underdog pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. So many ways to win over on Underdog, and Underdog is available in so many states. You want to head over right now to underdogfantasy.com. Use our promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. I don't know, other than maybe the Sheldon Creed news that we saw earlier today, that there's anything that really impacts the Xfinity what? series. What is up with the Sheldon Creek? He's going to dr- his first ever cup series start is going to be in the number 78 at Kansas. I mean, everything about that is just why Kansas. I have no idea. That's cool. I love can I love Kansas with all great racing there. I got to go. It was fun. The 78 car. I, okay. Hold on. I, I, <laughs> this, this, this truly calls for, for at least this right here. That's that's the uh, that that's, sums yeah, up the feeling. That's that's how I feel. I'm, I mean, it'll get him in a next gen car. That's good. You know, he can he can feel it out. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's about all I got. I mean, I probably we need to focus maybe on the Xfinity series for now. We're kind of having some trouble over there. Yeah, uh, right now uh, especially. Why why you're racing the seventy eight live fat? I mean, I I don't know. I I, I get it just to be out there, but. Are you even really out there in that car? I, I don't know, but we'll probably talk about that more when we get closer, I guess. But but yeah, like you said, I mean, not really much else for news as far as Xfinity Series goes. Other than that, I have not really seen much else. For those of you out there, I would like you to take whatever crayon, pen, paper, whatever is close to you. I would like you to mark down the date and time that you heard Cody absolutely speechless over something. like. For- just, usually I have a lot to say, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that one just 
it, I don't know what to say. I mean, I, uh, I love it though. It was awesome. Really, <laughs> I guess he got a partner that wanted him in the cup race. So cool. Okay. I, that's, so I mean, for me, listen, the way I look at it is, is, is one of two things can happen, right? He can get in and he can actually run well. I mean, we've, you know, he's saw, not going to run well. In well he's not. <laughs> I say well, but that means finish the race above okay. Ty Dillon. Yeah. Right. That's, that's well Which for is, that team. That's, yeah. That's your expectation. <laughs> right. So if Sheldon Creed could finish above Ty Dillon. And I mean, don't get me wrong. If somebody came to me tomorrow and said, do you want to race a 78 car at Kansas? Yes, absolutely. I do. Like, (laughs) put me in, right? So you can't really blame him too much there. Like, you take the opportunities you're given, but I I don't. uh, Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I decided that we spent too much time on it already. (laughs) Yes, yes, we have. I I think it's time. I think it's time to start setting up some of our bets for this and better health for or 200 rather. Uh, here at New Hampshire, they're not going 400. They're only going to. So let's uh, let's talk through some of our bets. Cody, what you got first? Well, I was just looking through your bets for the first time. I got very concerned after I did not see any JRM cars, but uh, <laughs> you, saved your, you saved yourself at the end. So we'll, were you about we'll to ask if I was okay? I, like I just, blink twice if you're. Else, did you enter these picks, Rod? Jeez. Blink twice if you're abducted. Um, but yeah, to to start, I'm gonna fade a JRM car and not. Because I meant to, just because it's kind of how things speak to me. But uh, Cole Custer is matched up against Josh Berry, minus 105. I was so heavy on Cole Custer in the offseason. I was so heavy going into the season. I was so fucking disappointed I have not touched him in weeks. But it's starting to look like something you have to pay attention to. He's got the couple of wins. I mean, Chicago win, it counts, right? hey he earned the pole he kept it up there you give it to him right the other win at portland it was like again first and second took them to play themselves out we talk about it all the time these types of guys that can put themselves in the right place at the right time he did it props to him but you go back through his his last few races here um he finished third last week at atlanta great finish there he finished first at chicago he was third at charlotte he was ninth at nashville he was sixth at sonoma he won portland he was third at darlington seventh at dover third at martinsville Ninth place is his worst finish in the last 11 races. That's pretty damn solid. And he's starting to really put things together. So Cole Custer is a guy you've got to look at. Let's go over to Josh Berry, a short, flat track guy, you think, right? He came from the late model scene. Things should be going well for him, but finished 31st in this race last year. You go back over his last four races, one finish better than 15th in those last four races. Things have not been going well for Josh Perry since the announcement that he was going to take over the four car next year. It's just, you start to wonder, right, if there's pressure building on that, how much work he's already putting into looking forward to next season. They're looking for sponsorship, obviously. Anheuser-Busch just announced they're not going to come back on that car. All these other things that may be going on behind the scenes are distracting. I don't know. But the results have not been there for Barry. The results have been there for Custer. Again, ninth place is his worst finish over the last 11 races. Barry's only got one finish better than 15th in the last four. So when you weigh that out, Custer's getting the better finishes week in and week out. I don't think Custer comes out and wins this race, although I think he could, of course. Um, But I think he's going to run solid all day, and I think you can't trust Barry at this point. So give me Cole Custer over Josh Barry. Uh, It's minus 105, so you're not really paying any juice. Uh, And that one's over on Caesar. So that's going to be my first one. 
We did a lot of talking along the same lines when we were talking about Kurt, or Kyle Busch rather, last year. And we were talking about the distractions of him knowing that he was not going to be in that 18 car and just basically saying to everybody else, I'm just going to ride this out and see where it goes. And, and I'm not, obviously we're not saying that that's the same as Josh Berry, but when you start to look at the point where he found out, like you said, to now, there's that pattern, and and obviously we talk about JRM cars getting in their own way and how Josh Berry was kind of one of the only guys that was sort of staying above the fray. That's just not playing itself out lately, and as much as it pains me, absolutely, because you know I love me some JRM cars, I, I'm going to help you on fading Barry too, but I'm also going to add on to the mix Sam Mayer. I'm going to fade Sa Sam Mayer, yet another junior motorsports guy. I'm picking Chandler Smith over Sam Mayer. Over on Superbook, they got him at minus 110 on this side of the head-to-head and, I mean, if you look back at what Sam Mayer has done on this racetrack, it has been horrendous. I mean, in the eight car, he crashed, right, finished 39th in the, in the race, last, or two years ago, rather, in 2021. 2022, he was running at the end of it and finished 15th. He started 12th and finished 15th. Sam Mayer, just not necessarily really good at this track, uh, was not in the top 10 in either of the stages last year. Again, Sam Mayer has had some good finishes this year. 10 top 10 finishes and 17 starts. Fantastic, right? Good stuff. Last week at Atlanta, finished 5th. 18th at Chicago, but I don't know if we're going to hold that against him. 3rd in Nashville, 10th at Sonoma. But where I'm looking is the 11th place in Phoenix, right? Which you would say to me, Rob, that's a really good day. That's, that's good, right? Should be trying to take Sam Mayer in this head-to-head. -head. Well, I would, except that, Sammy Smith won this race. Started 11th, where uh, Sam Mayer finished and ended up winning this race. He also finished 10th in 2022, leading 10 laps in that. Sammy Smith has had two solid finishes here in this. Now, Sammy Smith, again, not necessarily something you want to, to, uh, to scream about all season long. He does have eight top 10s, three top fives in his 17 starts. 10th in Atlanta, 6th at Chicago, 34th at Nashville, 9th at Sonoma, 30. Uh, 30th in Portland, but like I said, he won at Phoenix. That was a mile flat track. It was exactly the kind of track that we're comping to, and he led 92 of those laps. So it wasn't as if he made a last lap pass or you know some sort of of bold move with 10 to go to get him the lead. No, he led uh, 92 of those laps. Now, granted, Allgaier won or uh, led a lot of those and ended up uh, crashing out. But yeah, for most of the day. That uh, 18 car was out front, so I think he could do it again. I think because of Sam Mayer's not necessarily running well on this track, I think Chandler's going to beat him, and I think, uh, yeah, I think it's going to catch his bet. Chandler over Sam Mayer at minus 110. Yeah, I, I like it. Again, hate to hate to be dogging on uh, JRM, but... Uh, Actually, no, you gonna, don't. You, gonna... you've, you've been dogging on JRM <laughs> all season. I love JRM, though. I love Junior. I... I just hey, when it when it happens, it happens. But on this one, I'm gonna do both dog on him and take him at the same time. Give me Justin Allgaier over Josh Berry. I just made the case against Josh Berry, right? And for Allgaier, uh, he won this race last year. Very good run here. Not only did he win this race last year, he finished second here in 2021. He finished third here in 2019. Um, and he led 47 of the laps last year. He's got five top three finishes in the last eight races. Again. Guys that are just trending upward, and, and again, with us being this deep into the season, we've now got a big sample size of how our guys' season's going. 
Justin Allgaier is having a very, very solid season. Five top finishes in the last eight races. I mean, you've got road courses in there. You've got super speedways in there. You've got street courses in there. You've got a mixture of everything, and he's running solid on a week-to-week basis. Um, he did wreck at Phoenix, but like you said, he led a bunch of laps there before that. That's his best track on the series is Phoenix, the most comparable track to this one. Um, and so I think that that carries over as well, obviously, with how well he's run here at New Hampshire, how well he's run at Phoenix. This style of track treats him well. And again, I'm just fading Barry this weekend because the results have not been there. Obviously, something is going wrong or something is going on maybe behind the scenes. How many times have we seen it, right? Kyle Bush last year. Martin Truex was obviously having issues, personal issues last year that, that affected their performance on the track. Uh, and, and I think that there's a lot going on in the Barry camp right now, although it's positive in, in a lot of ways, right? Because he's going into the Cup Series, getting a good solid ride, all of the stuff. But uh, it's, it's definitely hit the performance here lately. Um, so, yeah, give me Justin Allgaier over Josh Berry. This one's minus 130, so a little juiced up, but I want to pay the juice if you lose. doesn't bother me at all. Uh, and that one's over on Superbook. I love it. Uh, all right. Well, I am going to uh, go one further. You know what I did? Boy, let me tell you, these Duke and Smiths, they got me all twisted. <laughs> so on my sheet, the, the previous bet was Chandler Smith over Sam Mayer, not Sammy Smith Ooh. over Sam Mayer. So let me do this in, in an attempt to kind of fold both of these because I've got Chandler Smith over, uh, over, I got, okay, let's back this up. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that I did this to myself, but here we are. Uh, so I've got Sammy Smith over Chandler Smith. Remember everything I said about Sammy Smith, right? Winning in Phoenix, having a couple of good finishes here. Uh, I, I think again, he's in for a good solid day all around for sammy smith well take that and put it over chandler smith chandler smith has not had the success that sammy smith has had over the last few races either 20th at atlanta 8th at chicago 12th in nashville 14th at sonoma but again i'm circling phoenix he was fifth at phoenix a good day for chandler smith now again the book on chandler smith not that big because the kid is a baby like he literally had run three races last year uh none of them were were in new hampshire so he is yet to take this track but again i'm looking at phoenix i'm looking uh, at martinsville where he finished 10th so a good day for chandler there but not as good as sammy smith and i'm thinking i'm taking sammy smith over chandler smith minus 145 over on caesars all right so that's sammy smith over Chandler Smith, okay? But I'm also taking Chandler over Sam Mayer, not Sammy. So I'm going to go over it again at the end when I go over my bets. Hopefully I don't confuse it then. But I'm taking... That's a lot of Sams. That's a lot of Smiths. Holy. You got a lot going on in those two bets there, I did not mean to do that to myself. That was a rookie move, man. That's funny. Go back to my first bet. It's Chandler Smith over Sam Mayer. Kind of what I was talking about, just Sam Mayer not having the success on this track and really struggling this season, whereas Chandler Smith has actually, he done he did well in Phoenix earlier this season, and I think he's going to continue his success on those short flag tracks. He's a young kid, has a lot going for him. I think he's going to finish better than Sam Mayer, but I still think Sammy Smith 
will finish better than the other Smith. So if you want to draw a hierarchy, right, it goes Mayer at the bottom, Chandler in the middle, Sammy at the top. That's how you can remember. Yeah, and I, I actually really like both of these. I'm, I'm going to talk about Sammy Smith here in a little bit. I'm very, very high on him. JGR is so good at this track. Christopher Bell won all those races. Guess who he raced for? JGR. Uh, JGR in the Cup Series has been lights out at this track. You go look at the Cup Series odds, one, two, three. They have got the top three spots over guys like Kyle Larson, even over guys like William Byron. Uh, JGR knows this track. They're very good here. So I agree with Sammy Smith there. I do think Chandler will do better than Mayer as well. Uh, Chandler in that 10 car, Landon Castle even drove this car to a third, was a third or fourth place finish last year, was disqualified after the race. So you have to, you know, throw that caveat in there, but still the car was good. Um, and, uh, I think that this is, is the perfect way to balance out both of those. Um, so next up for me, Austin Hill, I'm going to take him at top five plus 300. (laughs) What? Why, Rod? Why do they just give us like, nobody has been more consistent than Austin Hill throughout this entire season. We're 17 races in. He has one DNF and a total of four finishes outside of the top 10. Three of those finishes are that DNF and two super speedways. That means on non-super speedway or the one DNF tracks, he has one finish outside of the top 10. He he finished seventh here last year, and he's having a much, 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 much better season this year than he did last year. In nine of the 17 races, more than half the races, he's finished in the top five. You're getting him at three to one over on bet 365. This makes absolutely no sense to me. If things do get wonky and and strategy comes into this, Austin Hill's a guy that can gamble. He's a guy that can take these risks because he's actually locked into the playoffs. He's got multiple wins. He's leading the points, uh, or he's rather, he's second in points to John Hunter. But um, I just... The way that his season is going and the fact that he just continues. How many times have we seen this where he's just being completely disrespected by the books? It doesn't make any sense. And we keep betting on these things and we keep hitting these things and they don't change it. Why they keep giving it to us, I don't know. But Austin Hill for a top five plus 300. This is a no-brainer for me. He's going to show up. He's going to be fast. He's going to be solid. He's going to get you a good finish again like he does almost every single week. He is in play for a top five. Every week, he's the most consistent driver. He's making it to the end of every single race except for one. And we've been to multiple super speedways. He's finished all of those races even. So uh, it's it's crazy to me that you're getting this number. Um, but yeah, give me Austin Hill top three or t- top five rather at three to one. <laughs> top three, top five. I don't know what's <laughs> but, going on. It's man, all these numbers, Rod. They really these numbers, these names, they're all too similar. I, I'm contagious. There's a three in there somewhere. There's a five in there somewhere. It's all it's all somewhere close. My absent-mindedness is contagious. Uh, yeah, I like that again. Now, actually, uh, full disclosure. And I did just confirm to make sure that it was. And yeah, it is over on bet three sixty-five. Top five finish plus three hundred for Austin Hill. So crazy. That was actually one of my bets. I did change it because uh, I did not want... I, I I echo you on that one, but I also wanted to give out another one as well uh, because I do... That was that was one that I had written down until I got in the dock and realized you had it as well. So, uh, love me some Austin Hill this week. I am going to light candles. I'm going to 
send up origami, whatever fire things that you send up into the sky for all of the good wishes for Sheldon Creed this week to break the curse. I don't know what kind of voodoo I've got to do to to make it happen, but I I want Sheldon Creed to get a top five finish. Sheldon Creed. Well, I mean, did he just make some type of deal with the devil? He's going to have oh, a series drive ride with the 78 car. car. Yeah. Maybe that's, uh, you know, maybe that just, just whatever deal he he inked there, maybe that puts him in victory lane all of a sudden and he cashes this bet for you. Who was the who was the the God Tiger that Serrano? No, oh. no, no, no. The God that Serrano <laughs> prayed to in in Major League. Um, oh boy, uh, I'm not good with the old movies. Somebody, I was just thinking of guys that made deals with the devil to be good, and Tiger Woods is the one that comes to mind. <laughs> no, I, I I want him to to make the deal with him to be good. But for Sheldon Creed, listen, last year his only race in Loudon as an Xfinity driver, he finished in fifth place which, to my understanding, is a top 10 car, or top 5 car, rather. Uh, and he led 10 laps in the process, too. So, again, he was a fast car. He rode up there the whole time. I know, I know everybody's screaming, Rod, it's Sheldon Creed. Rod, Sheldon Creed has run into trouble since Darlington. 25th in Darlington, 28th at Charlotte. He did have a good 7th place finish at Portland. It's a road course. I mean, he started on the pole, so he salvaged a good day. Uh, 11th at Sonoma, 17th at Nashville, 11th at Chicago, 35th at Atlanta. None of those are top five numbers. Well, but when we went to Phoenix earlier this year, he started fifth and finished third. That is the Sheldon Creed I am hoping for. I'm hoping for the Sheldon Creed that finished third in Phoenix and finished fifth on this track last year. The guy that can get you a top five finish and, and be good. Uh, in Richmond, he barely missed it. He was sixth place in Richmond. Uh, that was probably the closest he sniffed other than the seventh place of Portland. But something's got to give for Sheldon Creed. I'm tired of watching him at, getting interviewed after he's checked and released from the infield care center. So, Sheldon, what got you this week? And then having him say, oh, man, I don't, I don't know. So, like I said, man, I'm, I'm lighting candles. Um, I'm praying to your God, my God, like everyone's God that Sheldon Creed breaks the curse and gets a top five finish. That is at plus 350 over on Caesars right now. Three and a half to one for a car that's done it already uh, and, and and has finished well on a short, flat track this year. I like it. I like it too. Um, and, and I've got more comments on Creed coming up here in a few, so I'll dive into that more, but I do back you on that. Next up for me, John Hunter Nemechek this week. He's the favorite to win this race. A quick rundown of the odds. He's at plus 260. Then it's Allgaier at plus 400. Custer at plus 500. Barry's actually next at plus 550, surprisingly. Then it's Austin Dillon 7-1. But just to give you an idea of, of how much of a favorite John Hunter is, I cannot get myself to pull the trigger on John Hunter at plus 260 to win this race, even though I really want to. He should be the best car. He should be the fastest car. He should be the best driver. Everything should be the best, but I can't talk myself into it. So I wanted to get action on John Hunter and minus 130 for a top three, I think is a much better way to do it. Unless he is involved in a wreck or there's some type of weird, wacky, crazy strategy, John Hunter will be a top three car on the day this weekend in New Hampshire. He is going to be that good. He's got three wins this season more importantly rod he has four second place finishes 
He has been the fastest car, the best car in so many races, and only has three wins. He should have more wins than that. Four second-place finishes screams to me that taking him for a top three is going to end up being more valuable than taking him to win. If he does win, the top three still cashes. Not as good of a number, obviously, I understand that. But it gives you that cushion of if a Justin Allgaier gets him, if an Austin Dillon gets him, if a Sammy Smith gets him or something else, and he ends up finishing in that top three, this is the much safer way to bet on him, in my opinion. Having a hell of a season, though. Like I said, three wins, four second-place finishes. He's led 460 laps through 17 races. Um, doesn't have a ton of experience here. He's only got, I believe, two starts in the Xfinity Series. Um, his first start came back in 2018. He was in that number 42 uh, DC Solar complete scam of a sponsorship and, and car that Chip Ganassi owned. But he finished fourth in that uh, all the way back then. Um, so it was a pretty good run there earlier this season. He won Martinsville leading 198 laps. And you go back and you look at JGR at Phoenix, um, first place and second place finish. Neither of those by John Hunter, but JGR was fast on this type of track. Joe Graff ain't getting his first or second place finish. I can guarantee you that. I don't care what kind of strategy happens. Uh, and so uh, he's going to be fast here. He's going to be good here. I will not in any way, shape, or form be shocked if he leads every lap and wins this race. I can't get myself to pull the trigger on him to win a plus 260. I think the top three is so much safer because of those four second-place finishes that he has this season. So give me John Hunter. Over on Caesars, the top three finish at minus 130. We love us some John Hunter Nemechek for sure. Uh, so yeah, definitely. And like you said, the value in, in outrights is so difficult when you know that a top three, top five is is almost going to happen more that you know and you can win when you know something happens and he he gets passed over the last couple of laps and whatever happens. But at least you know he's still in the top three and can cash you your bet. So yeah. Yeah. And a perfect example for that too is, is the truck series race last week, right? Zane Smith. We took him at plus plus two fifty or something in that range. We knew he was going to be one of the best trucks. He was one of the best trucks, but he ends up finishing second. Luckily we had Corey Heim at seven to one. So it didn't matter anyways, but you know, and I think, uh, I think Zane's number was crazy. And like you go to different books, he's like minus minus one sixty five for John Hunter. So Get in on that Caesars at minus 130 before that jumps up because I think you just have to catch the value at the right time, and and that's available over there now. So, um, But I do think that, yeah, with those four, four second-place finishes, and we know he's had the best car in probably all seven of those races. Like He has been lights out so many times this season, hasn't always got the win, so I think that uh, that this is the way to take John Hunter. I concur. Uh, all right, my next bet is for to be a top three car. Oh, uh, my God. Yes. Jeez. We're listen to this. Listen to this. Hold on before you get all crazy on it. Uh, and Cody is gone. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the YouTube crowd is knowing now that uh, Cody is sitting this one out, and that's fine. Uh, I've got Daniel Hemrick as a top three car at 12 to 1 at bet 365. As yucky as it seems, I understand this, but he has finished in third place on this track before. He did it in 2021. He started 13th and finished third. Last season, he started in second place. 
led the first five laps, unfortunately crashed out after 105 laps, but at the end of stage two, he was still a top five car before he got into uh, an accident on, uh, let's see, on lap 107 in turn three. So uh, unfortunately, he wasn't able to finish this race. But again, I, I think that it's a possibility. You saw how well he was running in Atlanta. Yeah, I know, super speedway. I know that uh, it's not necessarily the same type of situation, but those collar cars were looking pretty solid. They were running together. They were doing the right things. Daniel Hemrick has been a thorn in everybody's side this season, but he still managed to put three top 10 finishes together in Nashville and Chicago in Atlanta, eighth, seventh, and second, all sort of around that top 10 area, top five area rather. Phoenix, he started third and finished in 10th in that race, uh, but he was at the end of stage two, a third place car before he ended up finishing in, in, in 10th place on that. So, there is a path for a 12-to-1 to hit for Daniel Hemrick to be a top three car. You talk about the folks that aren't in this race that were in it before, right? William Byron is not in this, uh, was not in this race, uh, and neither was Ty Gibbs. So you take those guys out, and you know at the end of the stage, he was in third place. So I'm just saying there is a path for this to happen. And at 12-to-1... I know it's I know it's gonna make all you guys' skin crawl, but when we cash a Hemrick top three at twelve to one, maybe we can take him off of uh auto delete. Is is it safe to come back now? I think it's safe to come back now, Cody. You heard none I, of that, did you? I hope if I unfortunately could still hear every bit of it as I was <laughs> not on the screen. Um I hope if you bet this, you don't cash it. So that's all I have to say. <laughs> I mean yeah, I know. I, I have no comments on this guy. I just, you know, if it hits for you, great. I'll be happy for you. Uh, I'm still disgusted by it. So there is that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. All right, move on. Moving on. Again, I could not talk myself into taking John Hunter Nemechek at plus 260, but I have found plenty of ways to work him in. Our friends over at Caesars are offering a boost of John Hunter Nemechek to win on Saturday. Martin Truex Jr. to win on Sunday, 30 to 1 rod. Spoiler alert if you've not listened to the Cup Series show yet. I fucking love Martin Truex Jr. this weekend. I also love John Hernemachek on Saturday. Put them together. Give me 30 to 1. Hell yes. Sign me the fuck up. I will take this. It will cash 30 to 1. John Hunter to win Saturday. Martin Truex Jr. to win Sunday. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty lucrative 30-to-1 there on two cars that should do very, very well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I can't argue with you on that. Definitely doesn't take much to to cash in on that one. I don't feel nearly as strong uh, about either one. But, again, at 30-to-1, if it hits... But you you're also betting on number 11, so we know your mind is maybe, you know, having some issues. So, it's okay. I just spent most of the day in the Bay Area. My mind is warped. So, uh, all right. Well, stop me if you've heard this one before, and you're not going to stop me. Well, no, you have, but I don't care. Uh, I'm giving out another winning bet. I'm going to ride this streak, man. I, I feel like, you know, if something's working for you, don't. This is how we know John Hunter doesn't win. Yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> you like that. Spoiler alert. Uh, I've got the winning car as odd 
at plus 200. Now, of course, the car that I'm about to give out in my outrights is... Joe Graff Jr. has entered the chat. <laughs> he has entered the Joe Graff Jr. is like, hello there, I'm in number 19. Uh, yeah, no, I, that that's probably the one that I think you're safe. But um, it does give you coverage if Sam Mayer accidentally wins this race, but it also gives you Allgaier, it gives you Jones, it gives you uh, the number 11 car, it gives you Austin Hill, right? Uh, it also gives you... Guys like, uh, where are we looking at, too? Um, well, Van Alst, if he decides he wants to accidentally win a race. Uh, but no. <laughs> there's, a, there's some serious rain action taking a lot of people out. Floods have wiped away, just floated away multiple cars if Craig Van Alst is anywhere near the top 30, probably. <laughs> the line the line stops at Austin Hill. That's probably uh, about as far down as it goes for you. But, it, I mean, it gives you some heavy hitters, right? It gives you uh, all the all the guys that we talked about earlier with Hill and with Allgaier and even with Mayer and Jones. Like, again, if, if, if something happens and those guys end up winning, then it gives you coverage there. But, yeah, I, I, I like Odd because, like I said, I think the guy that's going to win this race is Odd, and I'm, I'm all in to double down on that as well. So, um, you know, spoiler alert on that one, but yep. Winning car odd plus 200 over on Caesars. Go grab it. Let's hope we hit this streak some more, <laughs> man. Rod is, uh, I mean, again, tearing it up on these bets. So hard to argue against him. Um, one of the guys that I'm giving out is an odd numbered car. So at least you're covered if, if the other guys don't hit, I guess. So and good odds a, on that one that. too. So yeah, hopefully we so win there that we one. Go. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Outrights coming up. But first, a word from one of our favorite shows on the network. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning. Give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold somebody has to win this race cody knows that i'm not giving out officially the one that's going to make him leave the room uh every time i talk about him so uh but you sir have your fair share of winners let's hear them I do. So if obviously I've, I've found a few ways to invest in John Hunter, I do expect him to be the best car. But again, plus 260, I'm not going to take him just as the outright. I'm going to go over to his teammate, Joe Grant. Oh, just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I was about to no, leave the I chat. <laughs> I would not do that to you all because that would be a waste of money. Sammy Smith, of course, the teammate that I'm talking about, eight to one again. JGR at this track is something we've been hammering on so far all weekend. We'll continue to do the rest of the week. JGR is good here. They're fast here. They've been fast all season. It's the fastest team out there. JRM has had good runs. Yes, Joe Gibbs racing cars have been the best cars week in, week out, almost every single track. John Hunter obviously leads that camp, but Sammy Smith has had his fair share of fast runs. The finishes are, are a little tricky for him. They're not always there, and that can be a problem. But Phoenix, the most comparable track. He led 92 laps and got his first career win. 
Sammy Smith could very, very easily win this race. Um, and so, again, I, I've got my ways to get covered on John Hunter. Sammy Smith could win this. John Hunter could still get that top three. That would work out perfectly for me. At 8-1, to one, I think this is the right price where I can't pull the trigger on the John Hunter at the shorter number. So love me some Sammy, Sammy Smith at plus 800. These other two guys are just pure value bets because they should not. Austin Hill, at least, should not be at this price. 20-1 to one over on Superbook. Austin Hill, again, we've been talking about it all season. I just gave you all the stats. He's got three wins, I think, already on the season. He is good. We hit this bet. Was it Las Vegas, I think, right? It was 20 to 1 or something. Gave him out just because of the odds. As they took the white flag, he made the pass for the lead. We cashed the bet. Great day. Wasn't the best car all day. All that fun stuff. Put himself in position at the end like you want. Cashed the big bet for us. He should never on any track be 20 to 1 the way he's been running this season in the Xfinity series. So give me Austin Hill at 20 to one because he can put himself in position to be there um, and get it done. And again, if it comes down to strategy or something like that, this could be the type of guy that does it. Sheldon Creed, Rod, going to back you up on this. It, he's tough to rely on Creed to, to get a good finish, right? And we've talked about that. You bet against him in head-to-heads a lot because you don't get that relied good finish. We know that Sheldon Creed is very good. We know that his car is very good. We know that the car is capable of winning. We know he's capable of winning. He hasn't done it in the Xfinity Series yet. He did it a lot in the Truck Series. He's been so freaking close time and time again. You're getting a guy that's been really, really close to winning at 25-1. to 1. It doesn't matter if he finishes last on this bet because it, it doesn't matter. But he's got the opportunity to win. Uh, if you read my article early when it came out, I got it at 30-1. to 1. He has dropped down to 25 to 1 on Caesars, is the best number I'm seeing as we record. So get in on that because I think it is getting hit. I know Kyle Armstrong brought it up in the Discord as well. He was feeling it. It's just this guy, it's got to stop eventually. Like it, it cannot continue to just be this way. And if, if he comes out and he's fast and he puts himself in position, he it's going to come eventually. That win's going to come. We talked about it a couple, was it last week, where he was like, seven to one or something ridiculous like i wouldn't bet him at that this week but when you're getting him at 25 to 1 30 to 1 somewhere in that range uh there's a lot of value to be had there so give me sheldon creed 25 to 1 over on caesars to win this race i will send you some of my favorite chants and uh incense incense flavors uh, incense uh scents and uh flavors i eat incense i i do it wrong somebody told me once i do it wrong i don't know it's crazy uh but yeah so i'm with you on sheldon creed i really do hope he wins i i hope he punches through i mean it'll break my streak of of winning car number bets but you know it'll feel good for sheldon creed and he'll cash one of my bets anyway so uh it'll be all good speaking of all uh my winner justin allgaier I'm telling you, wow. he's at Look four at to that one. Transition, just professional oh, over here. Stop. Uh, Allgaier <laughs> four to one to win this race. Cody was talking about uh, Nemechek being uh, a super heavy favorite at, at two and a half to one. Listen, Allgaier's been the bridesmaid and not the bride so many times over the course of his time here. He did win last year. Finally, he broke through for a win 
last year on this track, and it was because he didn't have to deal with too many of the Cup Series regulars. You want to talk about the races that he was in before in 2021, like we talked about. It was Christopher Bell that he was second to in that one, uh, and, and that ruined his day. In 2019, Christopher Bell once again ends up winning this race. Justin Allgaier finishes third in this. You talked about just uh, the sheer... I don't know, dominance of Justin Algar on this track when you were laying out the, the case for him earlier. And and it's true. I mean, even in Phoenix, Algar has been lights out. Now, unfortunately, uh, Kaz Grala and Brett Moffitt ended his day uh, in New Hampshire, but he did lead 20 laps and he did start second and he won both stages. Uh, so he was first in stage one and stage two in Phoenix before getting taken out in uh, way late in the race. It was like lap 180 that he ended up getting taken out uh, over there. And it's just frustrating because he was having such a, a fantastic day. Uh, in Phoenix proper, <laughs> this guy's good. 17 top 10 finishes and 26 starts, nine top fives, two wins overall. Last year, he was third in the, the race at Phoenix. Talked about his troubles early on there. He was 10th place, 9th place, 8th place, 5th place. He won in 2019, so, you know, allgaier has got a lot of experience on these types of tracks. He's going to be, I think, just as fast as John Hunter Dimacek. I think he's going to be jockeying for the win pretty much most of the day. Hopefully, he starts out front so he can stay out of a lot of the, the trouble. Hopefully, pit strategies don't bite him in the ass, but again, I'm looking for a really strong day out of Justin Allgaier, and the fact that he's 4-1 to one to win the race, I think there's, there's decent enough value in a guy that all he's done is just finished inside the top three over the last three years and increasingly got better, right? Third, second, first. Well, I mean, you could say that all he's got is to go down, but I think he's going to stay on top. I think he's going to find the winner's circle and and cash our 4-1 to here and cash our winning car odd. There you go. Yeah, it's, it's hard to argue against him, right? All the stats are there. This is the type of track. Like I said, he's got, what was it, five? Uh... Oh boy, where'd it go? Five top three in the last eight races. So he has been running up there. He's been running well. I'm still leaning towards, I think it's going to be the JGR cars week, but I, it's hard to argue with them. Four to one, I'd like to see it a little higher maybe, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't make an argument against him. So uh, I think it's a good pick. Yeah, I mean, we'd all like to see it a little higher, but again, well, I think the obviously. books, I think the books know exactly <laughs> they're, what they're doing yeah, on this. One. They're probably about accurate on this. Yeah, they're probably like, yeah, if we put it out there in the eight to one range, somebody's gonna snatch that up, and we're gonna lose a lot yeah. of money. So, yep. Uh, all right, get out your pen and paper or your crayons, as it were. I missed a golden opportunity last week. Thanks, Cody, for picking me up on Twitter on that one. Get out your crayons. Yes, I, uh, I just, I, as I was going to post that, I'm like, oh yeah, we gotta get. We can get creative with this one. Get out your crayons and, uh, yeah, hey, it's the crayon. Uh, I, did, I didn't there. realize crayon was an actual brand. I guess you did it. I mean, I thought Crayola was like, but crayon. I don't know. Ah. <laughs> so see, that's why advertising works. That's why we love advertisers because now I know that crayon is actually just its own brand. I guess I haven't paid that close attention to crayons before. <laughs> well. I would. I was about to offend a ton of Marines, but I'm going to stop. Uh, all right. 
<laughs> get out your pen and paper. They know. They know. I honestly. know. They know. I have so many Marine friends and like they each all one embrace of them, it too. That's uh, the best part. Yeah, I know. I know. Look at the Army guy and the Navy guy sitting here. Uh, all right, let's go over the bets before I get canceled. Uh, <laughs> Cody started you out with Cole Custer over Josh Berry minus one hundred five over on Caesars. I gave you Chandler Smith. Over Sam Mayer, minus 110 over on Superbook. Cody gave you Justin Allgaier over Josh Berry, minus 130 on Superbook. I then followed up with Sammy Smith over Chandler Smith at minus 145 on Caesars. Cody gave you Austin Hill as a top five car at plus 300 on bet 365. I said Sheldon Creed was going to break the curse. Who's with me? Top five car, plus 350 over on Caesars. Cody gave you John Hunter Imachek as a top three car, minus 130 on Caesars. I gave you a name that I know I'm not going to, I'm just going to say it right here. As a top three car at 12 to 1, bet 365. Uh, if you know, you know, it's the number 11 car. Cody gave you John Hunter Imachek and Martin Truex both to win their respective races at 30 to 1, the boost over there on Caesars. I called out the winning car as an odd numbered car at plus 200. Cody then said Sam Smith at 8 to 1, Austin Hill 20 to 1 on Superbook, and Sheldon Creed 25 to 1 on Caesars were his favorites to win. And then, of course, I gave you Justin Allgaier at 4 to 1 as my winner. You can find that on Superbook at 4 to 1. I think that was the best price that I found out there. You may be able to find a better one. Hopefully, by the time you listen to this, or it may have gotten beaten down. <laughs> Who knows? So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see where that's at. But. Uh, yeah, that is the betting card for our Am Better Health 200 in New Hampshire, in Loudoun. So I hope we do some damage, man. There's a lot of good stuff out there I think we can hit. Yeah, I, I feel, again, the last couple of weeks, it's, you know, and we, and we were building for the chaotic stuff and, and things didn't necessarily go the way we had hoped, which we said they probably wouldn't. But uh, it's, it's nice to go into a, a more quote unquote normal week where, there's really kind of a picture painted of how this race should go. And again, it's not always a perfect science, but uh, it should be a lot better this week. And I'm excited for that and uh, excited for a little bit more of the, the predictability. I do, I do enjoy the, the chaos. I am team chaos, but uh, sometimes the predictability is nice as well. Full house had it right. Whatever happened to predictability? I, I want to know. <laughs> uh, all right. You know, what's predictable though is you, letting us know where to find you on social media as we let everybody go on this fine, I don't know what day you listen to it. I don't know your listening habits, but whatever you're listening, I'm letting you go. That's right. You can find me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. I uh, got an Xfinity Series article out over there. got a Cup Series article out over there. Um, I have a uh, sack prop, NFL sack props for uh, NFL sack leader for the year for 2023 and individual over-unders. How, how, what a world we live in, Rod, where there's an entire article dedicated to defensive sacks. It's amazing. And you can bet on all of them. It's great. It's outstanding. Go check all that stuff out. Also heard a rumor that the F1 Gambling Podcast is going to be hosting the IndyCar Gambling Podcast this week. The books have been uh, nice enough to grace us with a full slate of odds earlier in the week. So uh, go check out the F1 Gambling Podcast. I've heard those hosts, hosts are pretty good. Uh, I've heard they do a great job. Really fun to listen to. So definitely check that out. Um, and then, yeah, follow again. Follow the show as well, at NASCAR Gambling. And, uh, yeah, leave rating, review, smash the subscribe button. If you want to see me physically leave the screen for while he's talking about number 11, 
it actually happened over on YouTube. So, uh, yeah, enjoy. Yeah, I hear the F1 guys aren't as good as us, but they're definitely just, you know, uh, they're entertaining. I mean, who is? But eh. they can be second place. That's fine. Yeah, they, they, they figure out how to do it every once in a while. Uh, they need to work on their foreign accents a little, but if we get that, then, uh, then maybe they could compete with us. Name pronunciations. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at RJ Vigo. Oh, yeah. They can't, they can't pronounce any of the IndyCar drivers' names, but they sure know how to bet on them, so I guess that's all that matters. I mean, it is the gambling podcast, not the uh, I want to pronounce all the names right podcast. But uh, All right. Follow me on Twitter, RJ Villagomez. Link at the bottom everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media. Back Road is kicking off again this week on Thursday. For frequency's sake, I'm going to have some fun this week. I think I'm going to build some crazy parlays, throw them out there to you on buildings. So follow me there. And, uh, yeah, come back tomorrow. We have got another fun episode for you as well. And then, of course, DFS later this week. Until then, everyone, let's go racing and let it ride. Yeah. I found a